In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. And then everyone said, jabroni. Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-X-Y-Z-A-B-C. Oh, it doesn't matter, you spell jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. BJ Cruz here with my tag team partner. The John Moxley to my Kenny Omega, the incomparable Jeremy Loss. Jay, what is up, my dude? He's giving what? me a, he's giving me a face right now. I don't know. I just they, yeah. uh, they just finished their match, so it was fresh on my mind. Uh, I mean, I, I'll take it. Two diametrically was... opposed foes. I don't know. I just I'll take it. That I'll stuck out. It. Uh, stuck out for Mox's promo tonight. So. John Moxley is a handsome man. I'm just gonna go out and say it. He's a very handsome man. Renee 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 Paquette is that how you say her name? Very lucky. Very lucky lady. Very lucky lady. Yes. Uh, yes. And he's a lucky man. He's they a lucky man a as lucky well. Cu- they are a lucky couple. It's a great couple. You should check out Renee's yeah. pod. By the way, it's a it's a good listen. I learned a lot about John Moxley. <laughs> That I wasn't <laughs> expecting to learn in the in he the. He loves uh, the. Uh, he loved. He loves. The, he loves. <laughs> he loves to. Uh, he loves to ski. He used to love to ski. He uh, used to hit the slopes. It was. Uh, it was him and him, him and Kenny Powers. Shout out to my new podcast. Oh, there you go. Well, we'll we'll give you a little bit at the end. I'll let you plug it because it's a big deal. You get your own logo and shit. This is this is this is this is crazy. You're, you, the, again, this just furthers my narrative that at some point you are going to betray me by super kicking me through. A barbershop window. I'm going to keep pushing that narrative until it happens so that I can look at everyone and say, I told you so. All right, everyone, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please, please, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling spicy, leave a review on our Spotify people. Hit us with that follow so you can help us climb those Spotify charts. And if you've done your Spotify wrapped thing that they're doing with like music and podcasts, and if for some reason, for some reason, we're showing up on your wrapped. That'd be that'd be amazing. Send us a screenshot. We'll uh, we'll, we'll put that in the uh, on the good old socials there. Yeah, share the love. Uh, I, unfortunately, I listen to Apple Music, and so I don't get those little cool like year end wrap up things, which is kind of disappointing. But make sure that you also subscribe to us on YouTube at Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. Hit the red button. Do all that good stuff. Like, comment, really help us out there. Ben puts in a lot of work make sure that we get our beautiful faces up on youtube so please help us out also follow us on social at two jabronis pod on twitter and on instagram uh we are doing a little bit better when it comes to posting on instagram so um help us out follow us there and you can follow me personally on twitter at jeremy a lost and you can follow ben at cruise control that's control with a k all right everyone we are we're recovering from our thanksgiving hangover hangover of food i should say uh but we are we're ready to talk some wrestling and Dear God, did some stuff happen tonight? We we purposely pushed this week's episode for so that we could record after Dynamite and NXT, and it was probably one of the best decisions we've ever made. 
uh, because you know, sometimes we sometimes we get it right. So you know, a lot of it, the times we get it wrong. It's just good booking. It's good shit. As a as one as one VKM <laughs> we're, would we're say, clairvoyant here. We were able to see into the future and realize that some massive shit was going to go down, and we waited. Exactly. And you know what? It paid off. It also the, the, my a side note, my my star on the top of my Christmas tree is about to fall off right now. I'm just like looking at it. It's going to fall. This is great let's, podcasting. Let's see, I'm let's, just telling you right now. <laughs> let's see if we can time it for the end of the episode where we just hear a crash and then I'm going to leave it in. I'm absolutely going to leave that in. <laughs> All right, everyone. It is now time to stick to wrestling. And we should talk about it. I think we should stick to wrestling. And for this week's stick to wrestling, Dynamite came with the heat this week. By golly. That was a that was damn near a pay-per-view. Uh, if it, it was mean, basically a pay-per-view, was, not damn yeah, near. It was better than probably the last pay-per-view that they had. Uh, top to bottom, this is one of the better Dynamite cards they've had in a long time. And I dare I say this is probably the most important Dynamite they've ever had. Yes. Because of everything that happened, what this signifies going forward. Um, this, I, I, I don't want to speak, like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to throw a hyperbole here and say like this is one of the more like important moments in wrestling. But if you, the way that we're looking at this and the way things are laid out now, this is a seminal moment for, I would quote, quote unquote, like the new age of wrestling ever since like eight, this is the most important moment in the last three to five years yeah, because of what it could set up here. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, Kenny Omega is your new AEW world champion. But the big news came afterwards with Don Callis being there. It looks like we are getting an impact in AEW brand partnership here. Some crossover. Yeah. Some cross promoting, which I mean, if you're watching impact on Tuesday nights, you know that their product is just it's very really good. good right now. Very good. It's like it's it's getting close to the days of like Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, main event mafia, like the good old days of TNA. It's getting close to that. Um, and now they have the ability to cross promote with AEW and you throw in NWA in this as well. Whew, this is going to be really interesting. It could get. Yeah. I mean, working backwards, right? When Don Callis, <laughs> did you do this? So when he goes or whoever's interviewing him says, you know, what happened? And he goes, you'll find out on Tuesday. I said out loud. So they're going to announce it on dark. <laughs> I did too. So initially I was like, okay, so they're doing a dark plug. And yeah. then I was like, oh shit, no impact. And I was like, oh my God. I did. I never dropping like subtle hints. Like they've been dropping like uh motor and machine gun hints, like every now and again, like they've yeah. just been dropping like subtle things. I think that those just kind of went in one ear and out the other for me, just cause I was just, again, I was just, I was really into tonight's show as a whole. And I was just kind of be trying to be in the moment and not trying to, I don't know. But when he said, when he said impact, that's when it really hit me. And I went, oh, wow. You know what I mean? But my first instinct was, oh, they're, if they're going to reveal it on dark, it's probably not that great of a reason. <laughs> so uh, just surface level, that I thought that was, it was an interesting thing to put in our heads. But yeah, man, this, this is going to be pretty massive, especially like we've seen, you know, content and talent exchanges with wrestling promotions, but not so much on like American soil on like national TV. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, lot of New I mean, Japan, would, a lot of Impact, and that you know all those all those make sense because there's they're not really eating into each other's territory. But Impact and AEW are are direct competitors by every every standard, right? Like they're on yeah, this is 
two and three. Yeah, like, exactly. Mean, Impact has passed Ring of Honor as the third uh, most important wrestling organization going right now. Yeah, like you said, like we've seen this in the past. Like you've seen Ring of Honor guys go to New Japan. You've seen um, Impact guys go to New Japan. You've seen like that kind of. And I think what this also signifies is that the much anticipated or much um, requested New Japan AEW partnership is probably not going to happen anytime soon. Right. Um, I'm sure a lot of people saw that Kenta was kind of teasing something uh, tonight. And yeah, yeah. Obviously, he is the number one contender for the United States. IG, IG, Jiminy Christmas, the New Japan US title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of letters with that title. Yeah. Um, and John Moxley holds that title, even though he hasn't defended it in quite some time. Um, so, I mean, there was the, the thought going around that maybe he'd show up and cost uh, John, and then maybe that would signify something going on with New Japan. That doesn't seem to be happening, and now we're getting this impact one. So I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of – it opens up the doors for some really interesting um, matches and some, like, we may – like, we bring back the Good Brothers and, and the Young Bucks. Like, we start seeing some, like, things come about that are, like – for a wrestling fan, you're like, oh my god, this is this would be great to see again. A lot of doors being opened, and now just like the matches, I mean, AEW already has a plethora of talent, right? Like probably almost too much, right? Like they're trying to cram a lot of them into dark or these battle royals that you're seeing, and you're like, oh yeah, like you know, X Y Z person is here, um, and now, you know, kind of with impact, like, dude, like a like Chris Bay, who's friend of the show. And he's he's getting obviously a world title shot against uh, against Rich Swan coming up. Like he, there's so many people in AEW that I would love to see Chris Bay take on. There's so many people that I want, I want to see mm-hmm. Rich Swan take on, and it, it's 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 going to be pretty incredible. Like just the just the possibilities, right? This is this is literally fantasy booking coming to life because you just never cross these promotional lines. Like in our heads, I guess we do. We're like you know we we play these what ifs. But the fact that this can now be reality is, I don't know. I mean, I know there'll probably never be a WWE version of this where WWE is like, hey, let's let's do this. Like a proper invasion angle. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, it gives me hope that maybe somewhere down the line when someone else is running WWE that who, who kind of has the vision, who kind of has the same vision as like a Tony Khan, uh, is open to this type of thing because just there's just more there's just more it, it's just better for us as wrestling fans right i think yeah, that, i mean that's I, the ultimate goal i mean i get it i mean as wrestling fans we we would love to see that i think from a business perspective it, it doesn't make any sense for wwe and, and this is similar to what happens in mma sure when you look sure. at like ufc and like bellator or like pfl like people have been clamoring for like cross promotion of like, Hey, let's do the best UFC fighter versus the best Bellator fighter. And then like from a fan perspective, it sounds great, but from a business perspective, like it's great for, for Bellator. It's like a win-win because like, if you lose, you weren't supposed to beat the top UFC guy. If you win, you've just beat the the UFC guy. Like you just made yourself even bigger. Like for UFC, there's, there's really no win there. So it's like, I think it's similar for WWE because there's such a machine. That it really yeah. there is no win win there. I, I guess to push back a little bit though, it's just so many of these guys and girls are just pure wrestling fans, right? Like, look, John Moxley, he there's no one who could have been more upset with WWE on his way out the door, right? But even he admits like he still watches 
from time to time or checks in on like his friends over in WWE and to see what they're doing because he's such a wrestling junkie. He's a wrestling nerd. And there's a lot of that crossover, right? Like on Twitter, when a big event happens or there's um, a big pay-per-view, you'll see wrestlers like kind of subtweeting about it, whether they address it directly or not. And I just think like, yes, it, does it make sense for Vince and Tony Khan and, you know, like Don Callis to kind of like make it all work? Maybe not for them personally, but when you start trickling down, it just makes sense for a lot of like the wrestlers yeah. and us, right? So that's why I, I'm I'm that's that why I'm I trying get, to push that. But it, like, it's gonna make sense for everybody, but the people that it really needs for it to actually happen, it's not gonna make sense for. So like events, like it's not gonna ever make sense for Vince to 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 concede or do anything to make his competitors look better than his product. Same goes for Dana White in the UFC. Like it just doesn't make business. Sure. Sense. So sure. I, I mean, as much as I would love to see a proper invasion angle, like how badass would it be to see the elite show up on Raw and actually make Raw a watchable product? Like that'd be awesome. But like from a business perspective, it just really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think for Impact and AEW, I think they're kind of like, it, it's obvi- they're obviously like two and three, but I think like the chasm between one and two is so massive that like you can go ahead and do this. Um, Bellator does this in MMA. They do it with, rise in mma which is the um mma promotion in japan so like you can see like these these middle tier companies do this because there's really no there's no there's not a dramatic drop off and there's no real um the cost benefit there is 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 noticeably different than for like a wwe so yeah i think um, it, would, it would be i think it would be more so for like the benefit of the industry as a whole right and i think that would have to be kind of like a selfless thing to to do right. and you're right is vince going to do that probably not and this is me just being idealistic and, and wishful thinking right but can you imagine that if there was all that cross promotion and they kind of all in some form not fully not full time like they, they still need their individual lanes but like there was some form of like banding together like to get on to like an ESPN and, and you know, like obviously ESPN, Bleacher Report, uh, CBS Sports, like all these people, like they cover wrestling, but it's kind of like in this subdivision, like you have to hover over the more section, <laughs> right. right, to kind of get to these places. Like having this type of story happen would almost be like when Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker and like that was leading Sports Center. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's just that type of monumental moment where it could transcend just wrestling. And then I'm, I'm just, again, I'm putting the idealistic hat on. You're right, it'll probably never happen, but it, it is super exciting that this is even happening, again, on American soil and American television, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and I, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer here because I would love to see it. But right. I, would, I mean, the WWE product would desperately need like an um, just an influx of, power, like, uh, of talent here. And like, if you were able to bring a Kenny Omega against like fucking... Roman Reigns, who wouldn't want to say that? I mean, that's money. But I I, I totally um, see what you're saying, too, where it's like, that'll never happen with, like, network TV shows, right? Like, Seinfeld was never going to show up on Everybody Loves Raymond. That would have just been (laughs) insane because of the, you know, at at the end of all this, it's all about kind of who makes money. And WWE is, you're right, like, they have such a huge lead right now in terms of, like, the revenue stream. Like, why would they share that? pool yeah and it, from a business perspective it really doesn't make yep. any sense absolutely so it, it would just be like from a fan perspective of like i'd fucking love to see that now looking at this partnership what this kind of opens up like we've talked about the good brothers and and the young bucks getting back together and, and potentially having some sort of uh interaction there i would love to see the north versus the young bucks i think that'd be really fun yep. um 
Motor City Machine Guns as well. Uh, I think where this really opens the door and really helps, uh, I, I would say, uh, Dynamite the most and AEW the most is the potential of bringing in some of that Impact uh, women's talent. Yeah. Because Impact's yeah. women's division is probably right there behind NXT's. It's really and good. I would, put, I would even put it above Raw and SmackDown because Raw and SmackDown are so top-heavy. Like, yes. yes, you have an Asuka. Yes, you have Sasha, um, Bailey, Bailey, and a Sasha. Yeah. But, like, below that, it, it's, like, it's a pretty substantial drop-off. Yeah. Impact's women's division is just top to bottom fucking good. It's really it good. It's great. Yeah, they're doing so, the knockout tag team title tournament right now. And, I mean, that's just showing off more, you know, of, those, of that women's division. It's fantastic. Yeah, so being able to take some of that talent and also get it out in front of more eyeballs uh, on TNT, man... I think, I think that could work for both both products. I mean, I I would love to see like what they're doing with NWA Women's Division right now. Like, it looks like Thunder Rosa is like kind of moving into like the Dynamite or into the AEW sphere. Like with yeah. feuding with Britt Baker. Yep. Which I mean, give me that fantastic. Yeah. Um, but now I just want to see. I want to see Impact talent start working their way over and seeing some AEW talent work their way over. And maybe we can get some impact talent or, or some AEW talent that maybe hasn't got a lot of TV time and they could start working on, on impact uh, and start like really kind of yes. making a name yep. for themselves. So I, I think the, the realm of possibilities here is really interesting. Um, we'll see how far they actually take it too. That's another thing. Like maybe this is just something that they do with Omega because Omega has that relationship with Don Callis. Right. makes a lot of sense. And maybe we're, we're already kind of imagining this to be bigger than it is. But I think if it is what we're anticipating, man, there's a lot of really fun and interesting possibilities here. I mean, Tony Khan is a at heart. He's a diehard wrestling fan. Right. Right. So he's yes. He's is he running a does he have a is he a billionaire? <laughs> Absolutely. But he's also just, a, you know, a little mark like us. So I think that's going to be. I'm hoping, very hopeful that it is more than just kind of a one-off with Kenny and and his relationship. Speaking of Kenny, let's let's talk about his title match. He is, like you said uh, at the top of the show, he's the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the first person to pin John Moxley. Maybe not so cleanly, but he pinned him. One, two, three. Shenanigans. We had some yeah, shenanigans. There's some some shenanigans. What was in that mic? Because I mean, he hit him with the soft side of the mic, and it still opened him. I, I mean, obviously he 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 bladed, but like, I mean, he must have gave it to him. That's well, as a from, from some, you know, this we do podcasts, we both have microphones. There is no soft side of the mic, you can put a little cover on top, and that that gives it the yeah, see, you're hurting, yeah. your, you're hurting your finger right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. damn near broke my finger, yeah, you, you bladed just now, it's weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, so it, yeah, so it, I mean, that was um, it was it was a solid ending, it also protected Mox, right? Like, yes, it was a big deal that he lost in the middle of the ring, but he's always going to have um that what if you know and you had you know kenny had to have help from the outside and um so and you know that's going to set up a potential i mean i, I think kenny's going to have a you know a pretty substantial run here with the title they, they've literally only you, had two champions so far so do you like chicken shit heel kenny versus like cleaner kenny mm-hmm. I, I think it's too early to formulate that opinion fully I would like okay. to see more because like I didn't have a problem with I didn't have a problem with it tonight because it made sense in how Mox is going to drop the title. Now, does it continue in the same fashion where he's just kind of 
running alongside Don Callis into a awaiting black SUV. I hope not, and I hope that there's some evolution and and he sprinkles in some cleaner in there because we all that's who that's the Kenny Omega that we all love. So I think it's too early to to, to make the call. Did did you do you feel some some type of way about him running off like that? It wasn't my favorite. Okay. I understand why they did it. Yeah. Uh, like you said, they have to protect Mox. They have to continue to make him look like a million bucks, which he is. Um, I, I don't know. I just like cleaner Kenny. I like Kenny sure. that is the best wrestler in the world. And I mean, he shows it in the ring all the time. Tonight was no exception. Like he was phenomenal. He was doing some shit that not a lot of people can do. Um, it just, the chicken shit antics. I'm not a huge fan of that to begin with. Like, unless it's like the right guy, like Seth Rollins, chicken shit heel is my, is my jam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Kenny Omega is that guy for me. I mean, that's fair. That's, that's fair. I mean, um, I'll see where it goes. We'll see. Um, but I, I like him more as um, the arrogant. I'm just going to beat you in the ring because I'm better than you kind of heel. Um, and a, rather than like, I need to do some shenanigans to get over. Like I loved it when he beat Sonny Kiss in like thirty seconds, right? And he was like, I, "This is nothing to me." Like that was the good shit to me. Yeah, with his character. This one, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's a fair assessment, and I guess we've just seen less of this version of Kenny. Uh, you know, to again to kind of formulate that opinion, but you know, I I think that again the more important thing is that now he's going to be. Like, I think it'll be more real once we see him on Impact. Right, <laughs> like mm-hmm. when we see him on that, and by the way, impact ratings on Tuesday are going to be bonkers. It's going to be. I think a lot of people are going to be spending a lot of time figuring out how they how do they watch impact. Oh yeah, on Directv, you just got to keep pressing down. It's like in the three hundreds. <laughs> I have it. I have it DVR'd, so like I, I don't worry about missing it. But for everyone who's going to be rushing to find it, it's uh, it's on Access. 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 A X S. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's much better than when it was on like Pop and then it was on Destination America. It's been on a lot of channels. It's, uh, yeah. It's been, it's been tough to find at times, which is why you should just DVR it because then you'll always have it. It was on Twitch for a minute too. It, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it ran a little, they, it was like dark. <laughs> it was like dark they went down to the bottom and now they're starting to rise back up. So it's good to see. Um, let's, let's shift gears and talk about the other major. Uh, reveal that happened on Impact, or in, wow, Impact is on the mind. On it's Dynamite, right. Don Gallus's job is working. He's, he's he did it. He got They've you thinking it. about Impact. They've done it. Yeah. Um, and that is former Impact or TNA star, former WCW legend Sting, showed up on Dynamite. WWE Hall of Famer as well. Uh, yeah, he also signed a multi-year deal. Not just showed up. Not just the show. man so, is sixty-one years old, let, and he's doing a multi-year deal. Let, let's, I guess, let's 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 dissect this from the beginning. So, when the lights go out, did you assume Sting? No. So when the lights go out and they do like the the winter like yeah. preview, I thought it was Glacier. Oh, sweet, sweet. <laughs> God help I was you! Like, I, I I actually got pumped up. <laughs> You're in a, a you sir in a dark place. I was like. <laughs> Glacier, because I thought it was just like I thought it was a rib, you know. I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like God. Taz is doing like a rib, and you it went, was... <laughs> <laughs> you went from Glacier to Sting. No wonder you popped. 
Um, and then I saw also the, the music was random. Uh, it was random. Uh, like it I, was just I watched it back though. You there's like a faint hint of like of the of the uh, the bird noise in the beginning. Like that's the sing, see, that's the that. sting signifier, right? Where you hear the crow a little bit. But yeah. so I watched it back because I was like, how? Because the pop that he got was crazy. First of all, but then yeah, the, there's like it was, but it was, it was a hint of a crow. It wasn't full crow. It wasn't the full loud crow where you're like, oh, that's sting. So I could see why it didn't. Like it didn't register with me at first. I know it didn't register with you. So, um, so (laughs) there's currently that meme right now going on Twitter where it's like the picture of Sting, who's you know past his prime. I'm just gonna put it nicely, just a little bit. And next to (laughs) our other athletes who switch teams, who were also past their prime, we uh we we chimed in. We put a little shack on the Celtics, um, and my favorite one is somebody put him next to um. Nate Robinson. Oh, so yeah. too soon. That's <laughs> Nate. <laughs> let Nate recover in peace. My God. Um, so I, I, I understood why he came back. I was conf- I'm confused about what he's going to do though. Right. Like, is he, th- th- by the, the shot of him and Darby Allen was sick. Like just that, that close up where he's like was checking like them father out. Father and son. Or right. Like grandfather and son. Yeah. Like our <laughs> grandfather and grandson. Like that's what it was. It was a little weird. Like, and this is this is something that I've kind of had, like, this is a nitpick issue that I've had with AEW, is, like, when they have these massive reveals, they almost feel like they don't know what to do with them. So, like, you have this one where he just comes out and walks around the ring. Right. And doesn't do anything. Like, if you go back to, like, when FTR debuted, it seemed like they just, they attacked the wrong team. Yeah. And that seemed a little off. Like, this one, it was great. But then there was it felt like a letdown at the very end because it just felt like he didn't do anything. Like, what is he coming out here for? Like, is he coming out just to show up or is he coming out to send a message? Like, what would, if so, what's the message? Because he didn't do anything. So that was a little is he going after the TNT title? That'd be interesting. Right. Going straight for the secondary title. Um, so. I, I, I guess this is a, a better time than ever to unpack the multi-year deal. Like you said, he's 61, and from my understanding, when he had his last match in WWE against Seth for the title, and he lost, I, like I heard, or I think all of us read, that his back was just completely shot, right? Completely, yeah, because completely if you remember shot. watching that match, he couldn't finish. Right, and it was it was tough to watch. It was a bummer to watch because... He, you know, to see him finally in WWE, you know, doing his thing, being Sting was awesome. And then to kind of watch him go out like that was just kind of put a damper on the whole thing. So I'm just kind of wondering what they're doing because I I don't think it makes sense for him to have a world title run at all at this stage, right? Like there's just too many people in line for that. And we just, you know, Kenny just got the title. So is it, I guess, is it this? Is it to potentially mentor someone like a Darby Allen, right? And, and just kind I, I of mean, that, sharpen that, that would, character. I, I guess that would make sense. Also, I just realized that ESPN tweeted that out. So that's a massive moment for AEW. Well, there you go. That, like, I mean, so, I mean, they were able to get on to the biggest sports network. So, I mean, that mission accomplished, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's just, where do you go from here? Like like you said, like I, I, I like the idea of him mentoring Darby Allen. Um, but then they've also painted Darby Allen as this like recluse, like 
why would he need a mentor? You know? Right. He's already the champion too. Um, do you potentially put him together with Darby and Cody? And maybe you do um, the FTW crew versus Cody and his crew. And you have Sting go against Taz. So you have old guy versus old guy. But can, Ka- I don't know. can Taz even go anymore? I mean, I know he, he slapped, no he slapped the Taz mission on Cody uh, last week. But I, I don't know. It's, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little concerned for Sting's health, <laughs> I guess. Just because the last yeah, time we saw him in the ring, it didn't go so well. And this bugs me that I'm like, my mind is jumping here. But like, also, he's working for a company that has shown that they are not the greatest at taking care of talent. Protecting them, yeah. From you themselves. Know? It's like protecting them from themselves, right? Right. And like, they, they take all the measures, but they're not, they still haven't figured out 100% how to pull people away from because look we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording like to come back at 61 just sign a multi-year deal some of these guys and girls just can't get away from wrestling Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and he's he's he comes from that era where it's it's just tough to get that out of your system A, a lot of the the guys and girls now are very smartly i should say like preparing for life after wrestling right like Xavier Woods has up, up, down, down, and he's he's doing all his video game stuff because he knows he can't wrestle forever. And when he's done wrestling, he will be done, and he'll do his video game thing because that is more sustainable. And I I don't know if you know Sting's in that group where it's like it's not just Sting, right? Like the Ric Flairs of the world. Um, yeah, but the Ric Flairs of the world aren't coming back to wrestle. Like Sting is coming back to but, wrestle at sixty one. I mean, Flair was still wrestling in his 60s, right? Like, he he didn't have his last match until he was in his mid-60s, I think. Like, like his last match with with, uh, Sean wasn't... But, like, he's hanging around now more as just, like, a caricature of his former self. Sure. Um, But, I mean, I think my point being, it's with some of these guys... It, it's just really, really tough to get out of your system. It's just, it's like once you know it, it's like a safety blanket, right? Like there's there's something, it's seemingly something addicting about the travel and you know the pops that you get. Like I, I think I, I was listening to Austin talk about it, or was it was it Rock, where they're like those pops that you get when you come out, like you just don't get that in regular life. I'm sure it's like a drug. Right? Like no, I'm sure that's like like the the feeling that you get is like a high. And people so like, just. I, screaming their heads off like when you just walk into a room like you, you just don't get that shopping <laughs> right like i mean or, i do well you you do because you're always stealing things but it's <laughs> but um and, and like i i totally understand it but it's it, it, it kind of bums me out too because you just want like we we have these people like sting we hold them in such high regard because of everything they've done in their careers and now there's just like this new class of wrestlers that we are all watching and they know how to protect themselves and like they're in great physical shape, uh, mental shape, everything else. So I just hope he's coming back for not to sound all reality TV here, but all the right reasons. And he he protects himself within this multi-year deal where he can just kind of get in, get what he needs and and kind of, you know, f- hopefully have some sort of peace at the end of this run here. Right. And one last thing before we have to pay some bills, like, is this even like, I mean, having Sting is ultimately going to benefit them financially because he is a legend. He is one of those guys that you can kind of just automatically go to. But just thinking about it, like, is it really necessary for AEW to have him? 
they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent that doesn't get a lot of TV time because they only have two hours on network television. Yes, they have dark, but who the fuck watches dark every week? Um, who wants to watch 18 matches on sure. YouTube? Um, well, is I think it's really necessary for them to do it. Like, couldn't I, they have potentially utilized this spot with a younger talent? I mean, I think, that could- I think to answer your question is just to say what you said earlier, ESPN tweeted it out, True. right? Like that is the reason why you do it. Because, look, WWE can flick the block Brock Lesnar light, <laughs> Batman light, whenever they want, and you know, at whether he is on ESPN or not, like if he does something, there's potential for him to be on ESPN because of, or they can even they can even run it down the chain a little bit, and down the chain is is I'm, I mean that with no disrespect here, but it's like the Undertaker, right? Like the mm-hmm. Undertaker's been there on ESPN a bunch as well, so there's the, WWE kind of has that that cachet where they they can pull that card and all the sports outlets will will come. AEW hasn't had that moment quite yet. Like yes, when they came uh onto the scene, it was a big deal for for people like you and me and people who love wrestling, but did that did that even make ESPN news? I I don't think so, right? right. And so I think I think Sting brings them some sort of credibility because Look, even if you haven't watched wrestling, there's a good chance you watch sports of some kind. You follow ESPN, and if you see that, you'll be like, "Oh, Sting is back!" And th- I mean, that's the entire entire reason that you do it. Yeah, it gives them that opportunity to to pop a number yep. in a random month of the year, rather than having to rely on some. Crazy I mean, they're <laughs> they're going to win the uh, the ratings <laughs> war this week. By the way, they're going to crush. I would NXT. love to see what the spike was before and after. Yeah, because I think that'd be really interesting to see how big of a number they popped. Also, it was really cool to hear Tony Schiavone call Sting again. My guy, like, my guy, Sting. almost popped a vocal cord. It sounded right. like it, it, he, he he sounded like he was going through puberty again. It was wild. he had a couple moments that I really liked tonight. He th- there was the moment after the the Kenny Omega match where he just yelled bullshit yeah. with <laughs> yeah. no other context. He's yeah. like bullshit, and I was like, I it sent me. I was so yeah, that was good. Uh, he was on, yeah, he was it, on it tonight. I think he was feeling the he was feeling the Sting vibes. You know? Yeah, it was it was a really good night of, of dynamite. I'm interested interested to see how this carries forward. And I mean, obviously, with the impact partnership, I mean, the opportunities are endless. I mean, even Jordan Grace is already on Twitter tonight, like going through her like bucket list of t- uh, impact and AEW crossovers. So um, there's a lot of possibilities here, and and AEW really kind of uh, hit a home run tonight. So let's pay some bills. Um, and then we'll get into uh, war games. There we go. And we'll say war games a thousand times. Like William Regal. Like William yes. Regal. Go ahead. Pay All these right. bills. Let's, let's, let's take a minute to hear from our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wager- wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And before we get to war games, let's take another break to hear from our friends over at Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. 
Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore. So it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hire. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out now with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. It's already December. My God. So get to Indeed. Know, it's crazy. Hurry up. All right. Let's, uh, All right. So we got to get into war games. War games. Say, right? War games. Yeah, you, yeah. Yours is much better. Yeah. He, I've uh, been practicing. So I practice my, my British accent. Uh, every time I watch Great British Bake Off, and my wife absolutely hates it. Um, so uh, I, I've been trying. Yeah, I, games. I've I just I just summon a random Harry Harry Potter character, and that's how I <laughs> that's, that's how I figure it out. But yeah, War Games is a uh, War Games. I, I, I it's it's going to be hard to stop at this point. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's get into the War Games let's, match. <laughs> let's run down the card before uh, before we lose listeners. So what we got? Um, we got we got a pretty uh, we got a pretty solid card coming up. Yeah. So I'll work from uh, bottom up. So um, I and hoping this is the correct card because I thought this match happened tonight, but I could be wrong. Um, we have Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. We have a strap match between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. We have the North American Triple Threat match between Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano. And then we have our first War Games. War Games. <laughs> Uh, the female match between Team Candice, which is Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm versus t- uh, Team Shotzi, Ember Moon, Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and Shotzi Blackheart. And then we have our male war games. War games. I feel like I'm getting worse and you're getting better. <laughs> I'm just, um, this is how I, this is like, a, this is how our match would be. <laughs> if we have a one on one, I would just get stronger as the match progresses and you you would wilt under the pressure. You go full John Cena on it. You yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. Um, so we have Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. What, do they have a name? Uh, I don't is think so. Is it like so. for the brand? Is that like their gimmick name now? I, I, don't I know that's they, like Pat McAfee's thing, but is that their their stable name? I don't think they have an official uh, name. By the way, it was really funny tonight. For I saw like a couple NFL writers retweeting Pat McAfee's appearance at NXT. Like they were like they had just realized. This man has been on professional wrestling. It was just, it was just it was just kind of funny, uh, but yeah, and it's I mean this is a pretty solid card up and down. Um, how do you want to attack it? Do you want to do you want to start? Let's just start with with Tommaso versus sure. um, Timothy Thatcher, which is going to be 
a brutal slugfest yeah. that I cannot wait to watch. Yeah. Um, I think that you have to put Timothy Thatcher over here. I know that he was, they were high on him for a little while. Um, he obviously beat Riddle in Riddle's last match. He had his moment. Um, and, and Champa is Champa. He's always going to be around. I think, I feel like Champa and, and Gargano are in the same, same space here. Like just utilize them to put talent over because they're, they're NXT legends. They're always going to be there. Like right. just utilize them to put other people over. So I think you put Thatcher over and you start transitioning him towards a push towards something larger, whether it's the North American or whether it's the NXT title, just start transitioning him away from mid card irrelevancy. Like let's, let's bump him up a little bit here. Yeah. I think that's what this is for. I mean, it is kind of a refreshing matchup for a pay-per-view. Um, and again, Thatcher has been since he, I mean, he got called in for kind of emergency duty, right? He had to fill in for Pete Dunn to be Riddle's tag partner, ultimately cost him the tag titles, but um, he's, he's been putting in some really, really solid work. And he's kind of one of those, I feel like he's one of those under the radar guys that's, on the radar, if that makes sense, it's just mm-hmm. underrated. So uh, it's 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 dope to see him finally getting his shine. And I mean, Tommaso's a big opponent, right? That, that's a that's a pretty monstrous opponent yeah, for him. I mean, he's not. I don't want to like shit on him, but he's not the same as he was two two and a half years ago. But he's still one of the biggest stars um, that you can go against in NXT. So I think this is a big moment for him. And then we transition to the strap match between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Again, what Cameron Grimes has been doing is is great. I think he's a really fun character. And Dex, they they seem to be really into Dexter Loomis, even though the fact that his skin still looks like he needs to put some aloe vera on. Do, uh, is it just me, or does every Dexter Loomis match have to have some sort of stipulation? He's in that. He's in the. A, I, I get it's kind of his character a little yeah. bit, but. What does a strap match have to do with being a weirdo? <laughs> I, I'm still trying to put two and you two together run. with that. You can't run away from the weirdness. So you are there. Isn't this his second strap match this year? He had another strap match. Wasn't it with Gargano? Possibly. He loves the strap. <laughs> That's going to be his thing. He's into like weird. <laughs> just just, he just has a shirt that says, I love the strap. Yeah, I love the strap. Um, um, I mean, I. To be honest, this is a toss-up for me. I think you can you you can't do wrong with either one of them going over. Um, I think what Cameron Grimes does gives you something slightly different. Yeah, you can have that comedic element, um, but it seems like they're really into Dexter Loomis. Yeah, um, for sure. So, I mean, I guess we go that route. I'll go. I'll go I, Dexter. I'll go Dexter. I wouldn't be one. mad at either one because, like I said, you can't really go wrong with either one of them. Cameron Grimes does definitely looks like he needs to shower, but. <laughs> Um, just he's, just attacking these two dudes <laughs> and their appearance just unwarranted shots. So it's wild. I'm in a mood tonight. It's just um, wild. Let's now. move on to North American. I think this is when the the Leon Ruff title run uh, comes to an end. It was I a nice. It was a nice story though. It was a nice surprise. I'm enjoying it. Also, yeah. shout out. He got he got engaged recently too. I was. I think I saw that on the gram. Was that on the gram? It was on the ground. Yeah. So shout out to him. He's just living his best life these last few weeks. Um, but I think now you have to put it back on Damian Priest. You Definitely. have to put it back on the guy mm-hmm. who you are kind of anointing as like the next star within your yes. brand. Yep. So also it's 
yeah, and, and like I said, Jardy Gargano is there to put both of them over. Like they need to continue to have they can continue the storyline. You can have Damian Priest be your 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 foil, your heel going forward. And you can have Leon Ruff there. It'd be interesting to see like what happens with these um scream guys because they've been teasing this thing for a while. Sure. Um who it ends up being if they end up ever revealing it, that'd be interesting. So um We'll see if that kind of comes about. Um, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to put it on Damian Priest, allow him to be the guy that you've kind of anointed him to be. Um, and you can continue to play around with the Leon Ruff storyline. It's fine. But yeah. he doesn't need the title anymore. I'm with it. Damian, give it back. Give him back the title. It's his, it's his, I want to see him in turn. the, like, just have him celebrate in the jacuzzi again with two beautiful women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the Damian Priest. That's the Damian Priest I like. All right, let's get into war games. War games. I feel like I hit that one. That was good. That was pretty good. I felt, yeah, I felt that one felt good. All right, so we have the heels, Team Candice versus Team Shotzi, the the faces. Um, it's really interesting, and we were talking about this beforehand that it's interesting that it's Team Shotzi and not Team EO. Right, and she joined last. Um, yeah, obviously, I, obviously, Shotzi and Candice were first to be thrown into this, but it is. I, I don't know. Is that going to build some animosity between EO and, and Shotzi? Because that's what I'm thinking. I think we get, I know we just had a turn with Tony turning heel, which I mean, we could all see coming from when she returned. Right. But I mean, they need to do something. They need to get Shotzi into, I mean, she's been in a high level feud for a while here and, and she's been in the, in the main event picture, but man, if they turn her on EO, and we get that feud for a little while, give it to me. Like, I think that'd be a really fun uh, way to kind of spice this match up a little bit. Cause right now it's pretty cut and dry. Like we get a, right. A heel, right. And like the only way that I can see this coming to an end is EO. If they want to play it down the line is EO is, is the last person remaining, but I would love to see maybe Shotzi EO and Candice as the last or the final remaining ones, or maybe even Tony and Shotzi turns. I think that'd be great to see. I like that. Oh, this is a good fantasy booking by you. I feel like whenever we fantasy book, I always throw in a turn. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just you. You're always begging for, I just want, for a turn. I want, I want chaos. I want to <laughs> see it. And I think Shotzi as a heel would be pretty cool. Ball games. Yeah. Ball games. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, I like I mean, it. I do think I think I think Shotzi's team is going to come out with the win, but I do think there's going to be some sort of turn. I mean, last year, I'm with you. The the Dakota Kai turn last year. Oh, that was fantastic! If it wasn't for KO and then the final spot in the men's war games match, that would have been the moment. Yeah, uh, that was really I, good. I, I mean, KO coming out and then the finisher was just hard to top. But Dakota turning on Tegan was, I mean, it's also set up Dakota to be like just on a hot streak lately. Yep. But I, I think those are just really like great moments, and I, NXT just they need one of those moments, you know? Yeah, they are I, especially with what AEW is doing. Like they just need a moment to really spark interest again. Um, so let's have a Shotzi turn. Let's do it, um, and let's move on to our our final War Games. War Games. That one, I, I felt like I, I you you have one. asked that one. That was uh, yeah. We I could tell you were one. acting. We have Undisputed Era versus for the brand. Pat McAfee and the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> the other three um, dudes. I actually think I actually think Pat McAfee's team wins here. Wow. Um, 
I feel like the the vignette that they played for the Undisputed Era is teasing that they're leaving, that it's they're done. Interesting. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, in their defense, we've been talking about this for months, right? In their defense, we've been pushing Undisputed Era seemingly to Raw or SmackDown. I don't know, almost damn near every week. <laughs> I feel like because I mean, we want it to happen so bad, but I mean, typically when this stuff happens, when people do kind of depart NXT, they do kind of leave on their back. Right. Aside from like a Keith Lee or something like that, who kind of leaves kind of going up. So I I could see that. I mean, the win would do more for um, Pat McAfee's continued involvement in WWE, who kind of gives them that mainstream presence a little bit. And it would do wonders for um, uh, for for Pete Dunne. And um, Lorkin and uh, oh my god, I was for his freaking name, Danny Burch. Danny like, Burch put them over, yeah. put them over big time. And also, this would allow them. This would give Pat McAfee credibility to potentially wrestle Finn for the title because I know that they were teasing that beforehand, <laughs> which is wild to think about. It yeah. is wild to think about it, but like he was so good in his Cole match. I think that's what kind of set this up. Is like they, I think they were all kind of blown away by his match with Cole. Sure. Granted, Cole fucking Cole carried him. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he did his he did but Finn, Finn could do the same right Finn, Finn could definitely easily do the same. Do the so same. like I think this is just an opportunity like I think Pat gets the pin and then they move on to him challenging Finn for the title um you're right and maybe they maybe, were teasing that you're right maybe undisputed doesn't leave entirely maybe they move Cole out of here and they just slide Finn into that role and and and, and Roddy and O'Reilly and fish are there to back up Finn so he's not getting pummeled on by sure. his cronies i don't know i think there's there's some interesting ways they can go here i just think it's vital for them to either move cole to raw or smackdown because they need it or move the entire undisputed era because i mean raw is borderline unwatchable right now and smackdown is getting there so they need to figure out something here oh man i'm just i I mean could you imagine if smackdown didn't have roman reigns yeah like roman's Roman's is so good right now that he's kind of covering up for a lot of the weak spots on SmackDown and Raw. I'm just, I'm just the reason why I'm kind of thinking through here is because I'm trying to figure out where I would rather see Cole at this point, right? Would I rather see him versus Roman or him versus Drew with him and Drew having that history of Cole's debut at Takeover? So, I, I mean, it would be that'd be. I, I think it makes a ton of sense for him to be on Raw for them to be on Raw. I think also. Raw opens up the possibility of them doing uh, um, a program with the Hurt Business. Oh, that's fair. That's a good point. And then you could also do a program with Retribution. Like you could just—that's <laughs> how you I, save I, Retribution is just put them in a in a feud against Undisputed Era. I, I mean, if you if if you have Retribution come out and then you just have UE just come out and just fucking curb stomp them all, I'd be like, I'm good. That's yeah. what I needed. You that, know, like that's how Retribution ends. I mean, we're. I mean, Mia Yim lost on the other night, and I'm like, "What the? F- what are we doing?" She also lost her mask. <laughs> like, you think what Keith are we doing? Lee, you think like, Keith just, Lee was back there, like walking by a monitor and being like, "Oh, that's that's where my significant other is." I I'm still I'm at a loss as to what the fuck they are doing with retribution. Like, I, I, I don't think it's at this point. The sad thing is, I don't think it's answerable. You know what I mean? Like, we've been asking this question over and over again since they debuted. And, like, in the beginning, you're like, all right, let it play out. Let it play out. At least I know that's what I was doing. And you you were <laughs> you were waving the caution flag early. You're like, hey, this sucks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> dude, you got to. And I was like, well, look, let's let's let it play out. And now here we are. Um, 
maybe 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 retribution should crash war games but <laughs> that, <laughs> surprise that, that, that would uh that would definitely save save retribution no i'm with you though i'm i'm ready for undisputed era to move on because i've been ready for it for months and it, now i think would it it would just make sense for them to start the new year uh on a, on a new show and yeah let's just do it i mean give me fucking undisputed era versus hurt business even though the hurt business this is in a weird spot with Cedric, Alex- Cedric Alexander right now, which I thought was pretty funny. Like, yeah. I thought it was great how he was like walking up the ramp thinking he was tough. Sh- and like, you can see MVP just going, like, What the fuck? Yeah. In the background. Yeah. No. I think what they, I mean, it's crazy how like well, and, and I think a large part of this goes to MVP, like just the polar opposites of what's happening with the Hurt Business versus what happened with Retribution. Like, her business is just fucking on one. I mean, that's consistently. It's crazy too because MVP was the or is the big reason that the Hurt Business works now. Right, he was pushing hard, right. pushing it hard. He was, you know, the leader of it. And you know, to Ali's credit, he's trying. He's trying his heart out to make it work. But he has a fucking guy named Slapjack behind him who looks like a goddamn idiot. Right. He, I mean, well, he Ali also had to. He started off with a little bit. Uh, he he started late in the race. Right, like he ha- he came in after Slapjack and T Bar and Mace and uh, what's her name Reckoning. Like once they were established, where you're like, oh god, those are their names. And then Ali came in. I think if they reversed it, where they all kind of came out together, at least it would have been salvageable. Because you're like, oh, Ali is a he's like a reputable, great superstar. Like I can get behind this, but he just kind of had the he he started behind the eight ball. A little bit, unfortunately. And as always, talking about groups always leads us to talking about retribution. Those 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 sneaky bastards. All right. I mean, and uh, they have they have fire merch. Like and they have ooh, like their logo is great dope. merch. I I I think I texted you this. I was like, I, I kinda like the but shirt, but I'm not gonna I buy it. I swear to God, if I suck. see somebody in the streets wearing a retribution shirt, we're throwing hands. Yeah, because you're like you sub- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's also <laughs> he he's probably also wearing a mask. You're like, well, no, and not like a good mask, but like a mask like like a that bane has, mask, like you could see their face. Yeah, like like a non mask, like a like an S and M mask, basically. Uh, it's it's like when like it's like when the Incredibles put on their mask, and you're like, you can totally tell that right. it's still like, them. That's Mister Incredible, <laughs> the guy who does my taxes. So, all right, we're uh, we're we're looking forward to wall games. We we might pod after, depending. Uh, we we might have to get this out of our system because our, if we keep saying war games with a British accent. I'm pretty sure our significant others are going Bull to. Games. They're going to. Slap, My wife just gave me a look. They're going to slap the shit out of us, and it's going <laughs> to be. It's going to be kind of hilarious. All right, everyone. Uh, before we go, Jay, I want to throw it to you to to plug the new pod. You, you've got a an additional pod, not a new pod. I should say you have an additional yeah, pod so, that you're working on. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. So I'm. Uh, I we started recording last night. Uh, I'm working with the crew over at Big Screen Sports, which is a a movie podcast, a sports movie podcast here on Blue Wire. Um, and we are doing a rewatch of Eastbound and Down. We're going episode by es- episode. So we started with episode one, uh, which I called numerous times in the episode, one of the greatest pilots on television of all time. Wow. And wow. I also heard that you have never watched this show. I, it's it's on my list. I think I, I can't believe Kyle aired me out like that. <laughs> so this is like, this is going to be the reason why I super kick you through yeah, a window. Yeah, it's because of this. Yeah, um, the show was incredible. If you haven't watched Eastbound and Down, please go and I watch did, it on HBO I, Max. I did sit next to um, Danny McBride at dinner one time, and I didn't have he told the, me the story. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have the courage to say anything to him, and I regret it every day. 
he's uh but, he's a I funny mean, dude this uh this is a fun podcast it's going to be airing uh it, we're going to be releasing it uh every monday starting uh next monday the 8th there we go um so look out for it on your on your podcast feeds again it's big screen sports uh we are doing uh eastbound and down so um really really looking forward to it um for you all to listen to it it's it's a great show i had a lot of fun and i i want my i want my flowers at this moment because i set this up Kyle, Kyle said, did. do you know anyone who watches this show? And I I literally, I texted you and I was like, hey, do you watch Eastbound and Down? And you're like, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> and I messaged <laughs> you back. He's like, I got you. I got you somebody. So it's going to be not in, in, uh, in all seriousness, all seriousness. Uh, this might be what gets me to start watching the show. I'll start watching the show. I'll watch it alongside the podcast. So see, I'll have some, uh, I'll, have some okay, ana- yeah. I'll watch I mean- the episode. I'll have some analysis. Uh, from two people who I enjoy listening to, and it'll be good. So there's good. It's good that I didn't watch the show initially, and, and I'll be able to do that now. And it's a lot of fun for me because I, I mean, I watched the show when it came out. I've watched it like a couple years ago, and then when this opportunity came about, I was like, okay, I get to rewatch it again. And rewatching the pilot, I mean, I was dying laughing. Like it was the first time I watched the show. It, it, it's, it's super awkward because it, I mean, the show has a lot of cringe moments, but it's just like it's hilarious to me. It, it. It's aged super well. Um, and Kenny Powers is just one of those guys that you love to hate. Um, and we also got into like how he, like would Kenny Powers work as a wrestler? And I was like, oh, 100%. Kenny Powers would be the perfect like chicken shit. Like chicken heel. shit heel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the uh, Kenny He's, Omega of his time, <laughs> you could say. Yeah. So uh, yeah, be be on the lookout for for big screen sports, uh, Eastbound and Down and on your podcast feeds every Monday. So there you go. Yeah. Just make sure you plug our pod Every time you do the show or uh, I'll call you out. How about that? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. That's fair. All right, everyone. It's been uh, an incredible week of wrestling. We, we've got some other stuff that we're working on that we're going to, well, we'll, we'll, we're going to debut it soon. We've been, we've been working on some stuff behind the scenes. We'll talk about it soon. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy wool games on Sunday and you know, if you can stay home, if you can't wear a mask, uh, wash your hands, uh, stop touching your face. I know I touched my face a couple times just now, but I washed my hands before I did this pod, so I think I'm okay, uh, hopefully. And um, <laughs> just always and forever, Black Lives Matter. All right, everyone, we will talk to you soon. Peace. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs>